Dr. Lori Mayer. I am a nurse practitioner. I have my doctorate in nursing. I am MS certified and I have been fortunate to be able to work with MS patients uh, for the last 20 years. So what I'd like to talk to you about today is about MS fatigue, how it impacts a patient's quality of life and things that you can do as a patient to actually manage it as well as talking about the provider's perspective on managing MS fatigue. So fatigue is one of the most common and one of the most disabling symptoms for patients that are living with MS. We know it occurs in about 75 to 95 percent of patients. We're really not sure what causes it, however, we know it's very prevalent in the MS population. It can be very overwhelming, very debilitating, and very detrimental to their quality of life. It's an invisible symptom, and the difficulty is that other people can't see it. So primary fatigue appears to be due to changes in the brain and the spinal cord, which is the central nervous system, and that's related to the demyelination that occurs really with MS. The nerves send messages from the brain to the spinal cord to the rest of the body, and due to the demyelination, you know, what we see those messages are interrupted, and that causes MS symptoms. So the body needs to work a little bit harder to function, and these changes in the brain can cause muscle weakness and cognitive demands, which need more energy to function and thus, in turn, can cause the fatigue. So what's considered secondary fatigue is due to other symptoms of MS, that a patient needs to contend with, such as depression, sleep disorder, urinary incontinence. All these symptoms can worsen fatigue, as well as medications, stress, infection. So I find that patients really have a difficult time in trying to explain or describe their MS fatigue to their family, to their friends, and to their healthcare provider or their healthcare team. When I talk about your healthcare team, I'm including your neurologist, I'm your nurse practitioner, your physician assistant, your nurse, your infusion nurse, your physical therapist, and then we have ancillary providers that we include like your primary care, uh, doctor, your neurologist, maybe your cardiologist, and everybody has a different set of healthcare providers that they work with, but that is your healthcare team. It's important for patients in explaining their fatigue to actually relate it to your activities of daily living, or how does the fatigue actually affect the home life or work? So do you have a hard time keeping up with the family? Are they missing the soccer games, the dance recitals, the business dinners? Do you need more frequent rest periods or naps throughout the day? You know, how are you trying to manage it? Is what you're doing actually working for you? And for some patients, it's a heaviness in their legs, making walking or standing difficult. And it may feel like you're having jet lag every day, all day. Or they may describe it like having a hard time really getting out of bed in the morning. Does it hit you mid-morning or in the afternoons or both? And you may describe it as a heaviness or jet lag that just will not go away. 
Fatigue is so variable. It changes from day to day, hour to hour, week to week, and so does the intensity or severity for, for a patient. So it's very challenging dealing with MS fatigue as well as the normal everyday fatigue. And so you can understand how debilitating it can be. So when you talk to your provider, it's important to focus on how the fatigue interferes with your life. I can't get out of the bed in the morning. I fizzled by 10 o'clock. I can't get to the soccer games. I can't complete my work at the office. Or it makes me longer to complete any tasks at all. I'll be standing at the counter chopping vegetables and I have to rest and sit down. So your provider will do a little bit of investigating and ask you very specific questions concerning your fatigue and how it affects your activities. There are several things that we need to rule out, you know, and what do I mean by that? Well, there are many things that may cause fatigue other than MS-related fatigue. So most likely lab work that'll be ordered will be a CBC. So we'll be evaluating your red blood cells, your hematocrit, your hemoglobin, looking for possible anemia, which can cause fatigue. If you're dealing with an infection, you know, anytime your body has even a half degrees increase in body temperature, it can cause a worsening of symptoms such as fatigue. The thyroid is usually checked. So thyroid disorders can cause fatigue as well as screening for diabetes. They may do what's called an A1C. So that can also, as you can see, there's many things that can cause fatigue. There's also certain medications you're taking may have a side effect of fatigue. If there are, they may need to be actually adjusted or changed. So you can talk to your provider about that. Spasticity. If you experience any spasticity in your legs, it makes it difficult to lift your legs up, to walk, you may be dragging a leg. Just dealing with spasticity all around is very fatiguing. Your provider will ask you about your sleep. How many hours a night do you sleep? Are you getting up during the night? If you do get up during the night, is it to urinate? So dealing with nocturia or getting up during the night to urinate is the issue and disturbing your sleep, then we need to evaluate the urinary system. There are other sleep disorders to consider. In addition, alcohol, drug use, those may cause sleep problems too. You may be screened for depression, which is not only a sadness, but a lack of interest or enjoyment in activities. Decreased energy, insomnia, you might see weight changes with depression, feelings of loss and worthlessness, and reoccurrent thoughts of death or suicide. Depression can be many things. It can cause decreased work productivity and absenteeism. Okay, so let's focus on some non-medical treatments for MS-related fatigue. A number of studies have shown that regular exercise, usually with some aerobic or some cardiovascular component, really helps MS fatigue. So regular exercise is good for balance, is good for endurance, weight loss, and well-being. So I wanted to talk about this one article, which I thought was an excellent article, and it was in BMC Neurology, and it's actually online, and we'll give you the reference, you know, at the end. It's the impact of physical exercise on fatigue symptoms in patients with MS. And this is a symptomatic 
review and meta-analysis. And what does that mean is they looked at all the research that was available out there and came to specific conclusions. And so I'll really just go right to the conclusions. The results of the study extracted from a detailed meta-analysis reveal and confirm that physical exercise significantly reduces fatigue in patients with MS. So as a result, a regular exercise program is strongly recommended to be part of the rehabilitation program for these patients and really should be a part of your everyday life. Since you are a steady pacer and you are exercising two or three times a week, you should notice that your energy level is increased and your fatigue is reduced. So it's really important for you to think about using the principle of energy conservation. For example, you can use the best time of day by shopping in the morning and maybe resting in the afternoon or maybe taking a brief nap maybe very helpful just to recharge your batteries or avoid overfilling your day, kind of prioritizing it on what you really need to get done that day. If you're taking medications that are causing fatigue, discuss these with your provider. Together you and your provider may consider reducing or eliminating certain medications. If you're drinking too much or abusing drugs, consider working on stopping those behaviors. And some patients are actually heat sensitive. You may have more fatigue when you're in a hot environment or overheated. So having air conditioning in the summer, extremely helpful. Some people may find cooling vests when they're exercising to be extremely helpful. So what are some medical treatments for MS-related fatigue? So in general, if possible, it's good to avoid using medications, but people with MS often take several medications. So limiting the number of medicines is actually a good medical practice. It's also important in reducing costs. However, if fatigue continues to interfere with activities, medications may be very useful. As far as fatigue management, and medications are concerned, there are several medications out there that your provider may prescribe for you. So that's a discussion that you can have with them. Um, there are different things that actually may work to help with your fatigue. So the big takeaway of this conversation is there's a lot you can do as far as lifestyle changes, which includes continuing exercising to help your fatigue. Uh, there are things that you can do when you have discussions with your healthcare provider on managing your fatigue. Thank you for joining us. I hope, Steady Pacers, that this was very beneficial for you. If there are certain symptoms that you would like us to discuss in the future, just send an email to the team so we can discuss them in the future episodes. And thank you for joining us.